Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another Terry's Mysterious Moments. I've got some stories from re- uh, listeners who've sent them in, and I'm going to read them to you tonight. The first one comes from a lady named Kathy. It says, Hi, Terry. I just heard your first standalone podcast where you were asking for stories and thought I would share my most recent one that happened at Thanksgiving. I do pet and house sitting on the side and this past Thanksgiving I was sitting for a very nice older couple who lived in a big beautiful house. I woke up early on Thanksgiving morning to feel someone sit on the bed and the covers being pulled down. At first I thought it was one of their dogs but I remembered they were locked up in a downstairs room and I was upstairs with the door to my room closed. I turned over to see what it was and nothing was there. Thinking that maybe I just imagined it and wasn't quite awake, I turned back over and was thinking about all the things I needed to do that day when it happened again. I jumped up but found nothing in the room. I decided it was time to get out of that room and luckily it was my last day there so I didn't have to sleep there again. Later I was talking to the couple who when they came back I didn't tell them about the experience I had but while we were chatting they did tell me the room I stayed in had been their daughters who had passed away several years ago at age 34. So. I guess she was wondering who was in her room. Well, Kathy, that's a that's a good story, and that's that's very possibly the thought process of the spirit that sat on the bed. Uh, you know, why is this woman in my room? Uh, we later we later talked about whether you were going to tell the couple eventually, and you said maybe if you sat for them again, you might break it to them but but you said at the time that you just didn't feel right about it uh, not knowing how sensitive they were to their daughter's death I can understand that um, I don't think that would be something you would just break out and open this you know open a conversation with so yeah I appreciate your story. That that that's a good story, and that's to me that's what a spirit story is about. You know, it, it happens like that. 
on another on another uh, or previous broadcast I talked about deja vu um, now I have to clarify something I told a story of getting out of the hospital after having been shot and getting home to hear the radio announcer about to announce the death of Elvis Presley, and I said that I knew what he was going to say. Well, that's not deja vu, that's precognition, and it's a little bit different. Precognition is when you know something is about to happen. Deja vu is when you feel like you've gone through it before. So I wanted to clarify that. But anyway, we have a, a couple of stories here. Um, one from listener Don in Arkansas, and he says, Hey, Terry, this is my deja vu story. I meant to send it in last weekend, but wound up going fishing and totally forgot. Well, that's acceptable, Don. That's fine. I appreciate your story. He says, When I was growing up, me and my friends used to ride our bikes around town. I lived near the high school, and when it was football season, we would ride up and sneak under the fences and watch some of the game. Anyway, it was getting to be around October. The school was having its homecoming football game, and we would go temp fate, as this football game was also float night for the seniors. And some of the troublemakers would look for underclassmen, or really anybody they could prank or harass. Anyway, the Thursday night before the game, I kept having this dream, and it happened over and over. My house had a long downhill driveway and the road went uphill on either side. So this dream I kept having was me and my two friends, Sam and Dustin. We were leaving out on our bicycles and sped down the driveway like usual and made the turn onto the road. This isn't any major highway or, or anything, just a simple street. But when we would make it to the road, I would hear something like a car crash and I'd stop and look and see my friend laying in the street. I'd get scared and wake up. This happened several times that night. So Friday came about and I went to school just as a normal day. That afternoon my friend showed up and we were going to leave out. That's when I remembered that strange dream I kept having the prior night. I told them about it and we kind of shrugged it off. We could hear the game going on just up the hill, so we hopped on our bikes and rode down the driveway and made the right turn. As soon as we did, I had that morbid feeling I knew something bad was going to happen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I saw headlights hitting the trees above our heads, and I shouted as loud as I could, Hit the ditch now! I, mean, I wasted no time jumping my bike across the ditch, and Dustin followed suit. Sam, however, was in front of us and turned his head back to look back at us. He started to jump his bike into the ditch, and a white car came speeding over the top of the hill and hit him almost head on. Sam and the bike flipped over the car. 
I could see the two faces inside the car. It was a man and a woman. They had such a horrified look about them. They stopped only out of shock, but as soon as they realized what happened, they sped away as fast as they could. We went up to Sam, who was in shock as well as, as well about the ordeal, but he didn't even have a scratch. We picked ourselves up and continued to have one of the most fun nights of our childhood. Now, I don't know if that dream was an intended warning or if my knowledge of what was to come saved his life or saved him from injury. I do know that it only happened once in my life, and I will never forget that moment. Thanks for reading my story. By the way, I heard your second installment, and you're doing a wonderful job. Thanks again. Don from Arkansas. Well, Don, that's a, that's a good story. I like that. I'm glad your friend was not injured. Um, I wonder, though, if you didn't get with the police about the accident later on, though, but you don't mention anything about that, so I'm assuming not. But being able to foresee something is, is a really weird gift. Uh, like I spoke about on that previous broadcast, I would be able to stop a conversation in school and finish what other people were going to say. And it would drive them crazy, which is part of one of my jobs, I think, in life, is driving people crazy. Well, I've talked about a friend of mine that I grew up, not grew up with, that that I met as an adult, and we were friends for several years, but then he died in a car accident. And what was unique about us is that we had the same first name, same hair color, same color eyes. We were four years apart on the same day. Um, we could finish each other's sentences. We could... We could give each other a thought simply by one word, and we would know what we're talking about. Uh, my best friend's name was Terry also. Uh, not also, but Terry. And he was, he was closer than a friend. He was my brother for a while. And I'm, I'm sorry I lost him, and I'm sorry his family lost him. But... I have another story from a listener who talked about twins, doppelgangers, lookalikes, whatever you want to say. It does have a unique twist at the end. Uh, it, it's not spooky or anything, but it's unique. It's weird. It's what I like to talk about, strange things. That's why it's called Terry's Mysterious Moments. Anyway, this is from listener Reverie. And she says, I just heard you on a podcast talking about doppelganger situations, and I have a funny story. It happened when I was about 16 years old, working at a big warehouse clothing store. And once in a while, people would call me Mercedes. And I said, no, that's not my name. It's Reverie. It went on for a few weeks or so until one day my mom came to pick me up from work. And she called this girl over to her car that was coming out of the store saying, I'm over here, Reverie, over here. 
The girl turned back to my mom and said, I'm Mercedes and you have the wrong person. My mom was shocked and said, you look just like my daughter. Long story short, Mercedes was a girl from the local college and usually worked different hours than me most of the time, but looked almost exactly like me. She was from New York City going to college in my hometown and come to find out she was actually a twin. When the people at work, even the people at work that thought that we were the same person until we cleared it up. Wow, Reverie. That's interesting and that's that's really weird that she's a twin and they thought you two looked alike. Um, I've known a few twins. Uh, some of them were identical, others were not. Um, they did talk, the identical ones did talk about strange things like that. Uh, but what's really weird in your story is that it was someone else. It was not a, a family member. It wasn't a twin of yours. And that's what's happened to me. People would come up to me and say, hey, don't I know you from Houston or somewhere? No, I've never lived in Houston. Well, yeah, you, you, you're so-and-so. And no, I'm not. <laughs> and sometimes it's very difficult to make them understand that they're not talking to who they think they are. Now, for just a little bit different, I want to tell a ghost story. Back in the area around my hometown, there are a lot of small towns. And each small town had a number of churches. Uh, oddly enough, you would think for 800 people, a couple of churches would be great. But my hometown had six or seven churches in it. And the the communities around us had churches you know like that several different churches well this one town uh, one community was out north of this town and it was out in the woods I mean not out in the woods but it was out in the country there's a difference in being in the country and being in the woods you're out in the country and this church was a beautiful little white church you know, wooden church. And across the road from it was the church cemetery. That's not really unusual. But at the time of this story, the pastor who was there would tell us that at night, because he would come in on the weekend, you know, Saturday, and stay at night at the church and preach Sunday then spend Sunday night there and drive back to seminary on Monday because they didn't have classes but he said while he was there on Saturday nights he would hear babies crying over in the cemetery and one of those weird weird feelings that you know he's telling you the truth because other people uh, corroborated the story but he said you could just hear them out in the out in the cemetery and this was not a derelict cemetery this was a well taken care of cemetery this was a, a nice little place it was fenced in and just one of those stories that 
you just sit there and quiver when you're being told it because it's so scary. Well, I think that's about all I have for this show. I appreciate you listening to me. And I would like you to share more stories with me because I'll read them out for you if you'd like. You can contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook. Or you can email me at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. That's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Anyway, that's it for this week. I want to thank you again for listening and hope you'll come back next week. Have a good night.